we're going to start our series today, The Real Christmas, by talking about the film Elf, okay? This is a 2003 movie, Elf, and it became an instant classic, okay? Uh, it, it, it ranks up there with some of the greats. Like, It's a Wonderful Life and A Christmas Carol. And it is one of those movies that we watch every year at the Sullivan House. And I recommend this movie. I do. Uh, It is fun and it is funny. It's fun because this movie, it takes a lot of silly nods towards famous Christmas movies of the past. Movies like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and and other Rankin-Bass stop-motion animation movies. And it it takes nods to Miracle on 34th Street. It it nods to It's a Wonderful Life. And it even nods to A a Christmas Story. This movie, it's so much fun. And I hope you've seen it before. But even if you haven't, we can walk through this movie today. And and there's some things we're going to pull out and and we're going to glean from. It's funny because this main character, Buddy, he is played perfectly by Will Ferrell. And he goes on kind of a a fish-out-of-water adventure. Buddy, he goes on an adventure to New York City, as a matter of fact. And he goes there to meet his biological father. As you saw in the intro, Buddy was an orphan. He was at an orphanage, and we find out that his mother had passed away. And his biological father never even knew that he was born. And ever since that day that Buddy crawled into Santa's bag, Buddy has lived and been raised by the elves. And that's what makes Buddy so different. He, he was raised by the elves. He's been living just like the elves his entire life. He, he's been doing all the things that the elves do, including eating elf food. And that's why what you've received today has three out of the four major food groups, according to the elves. Candy, candy canes, candy corn, and we didn't put syrup because, listen, I've got kids, I know. When you you pull out that syrup, it is just instantly everywhere, and I just cannot stand being sticky, okay? So you can blame me for not having syrup today, one of the four major food groups, okay? So anyway, we, we see Buddy, And he arrives in New York at this movie, and we get to laugh at how he encounters the world and how he interacts with his world. Because Buddy often acts like a child, but it's not because he's immature. It's because he sees the world differently. And because Buddy lives by a code. As you saw in the opening clip, the elves have a code that they live by. And it governs their way of life. It directs their steps. And so let's talk about the code of the elves just briefly this morning. Number one is treat every day like Christmas. Who's there? The codes of the elves. Very, very important. Three codes. There's three. That's right. Treat everyone. Every day like Christmas. Yeah. Got it? Got it. Treat every day like Christmas. There's room for everyone on the Christmas list. On the the nice list. That's right. Number three, very, very important. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing 
Thank you so much, buddy, and thank you for that water. You're welcome. It's important, right? The code of the elves. See, on Buddy's journey. Oh, we love Buddy the Elf. Buddy, he, he lives out this code. And as he meets other people, they are impacted by him and the way he lives. As a matter of fact, that's really what this movie is all about. It's about how Buddy can help other people capture the spirit of Christmas. You know, this, this film is really good at telling you what it's about, but honestly, I never noticed it until just recently. I mean, this movie came out in 2003, and I've probably watched it every year since then. In preparing for this message, I probably watched it 10 times this week. But only until recently, I noticed how plainly this movie tells us what it's all about. At about the 16-minute mark in the movie, Santa, he gives us the quote. As Buddy finds out that his dad is on the naughty list, Santa says this, sometimes people lose sight of what's really important in life. Maybe what they need is a little Christmas spirit. And then Buddy replies, I'm good at that. And he is. Buddy is really good at sharing his Christmas spirit. You know, his Christmas spirit, it eventually rubs off on everyone that he encounters. The first person to kind of come around is Michael, Buddy's half-brother. Buddy gives Michael some much-needed attention and love. And then Jovi, the love interest of Buddy, the girl who works at Gimbel's, She's, Buddy is smitten with her, and she begins the film saying she's just trying to get through the holidays. It's a chore. But Buddy, his enthusiasm for Christmas reminds her how great Christmas is, and because of that, she falls for him. At the end of the film, we see a montage of people who are impacted by Buddy, even if they had just a brief encounter with him, and they've caught some of his Christmas spirit. Perhaps the the one who was most impacted by Buddy was his father, his biological father, Walter Hobbs. Walter started out in the film as, as a cold businessman who he cared more about the bottom line than he ever did about people. He neglected his own family and, and really he was a coward who was too afraid to stand up for what was important. He was annoyed at his supposed son and he thought that Buddy was mentally unwell, but Walter finally learned how to support and cherish his family, and he figured out how to lay down his pride and embrace the Christmas spirit. And in the end of the film, it says this, so Buddy, with a little help, saved Christmas, and his spirit saved a lot of other people too. See, to start the film and end the film with exactly what it's all about. The movie is about how Buddy, he teaches us that even one person who maintains and shares the Christmas spirit can change their world. Now remember, 
Buddy is able to accomplish all of this because there are two reasons. Number one, he knows that Santa is real. And as a matter of fact, we could say that he has a personal relationship with Santa. And number two, he lives by the code of the elves. So let me ask you this. As Christ followers, is there a parallel with how Buddy lives and how we should live our lives? Could we be impacting the lives of others during this Christmas season similarly? Is there something that we have that we want others to catch? Maybe something even more important than the Christmas spirit. Maybe we want them to catch Christ. Buddy knows that Santa is real and his Christmas spirit changed the lives of those around him. Is it possible that our relationship with Jesus and God's spirit in us, outwardly demonstrated during the Christmas season, can change the lives of those around us? And could it be enough to change the world? I believe it is. So today, I want us to learn to be a little bit more like Buddy the Elf. We're gonna do this kind of in a tongue-in-cheek fashion, but I want us to learn to be more like Buddy the Elf. And to do that, the best way is to look at the code of the elves. And let's see if there's anything that we can apply to our lives as Christ followers. The first thing in the code of the elves is to treat every day like Christmas, okay? Now, it should go without saying, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Christmas is about Jesus, Okay, it's about the Messiah being born, coming into this world. It's God made flesh. The word now appeared. God described as Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus's birth changed everything. We talked about the Advent this morning and we've highlighted that with Jesus comes hope. With Jesus comes peace. Jesus brought love and the greatest of these things is love. You know, in, in our youth ministry, we've been looking out some of the things that were spoken about Jesus as he was about to, to come into the earth. And, and like what was told to Mary and what was told to Joseph about who Jesus is and who he's gonna be and what was told to the shepherds right as he was born. And also we looked at what, what was discovered by Herod with the Magi's about who Jesus is and who he was going to be. So let's look at what, what, what did the angel tell Joseph in Matthew chapter one, verses 21. He said, and she will have a son, speaking of Mary, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. <coughs> Look what was told to the shepherds that night. In Luke chapter two, starting at verse eight, that night the there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth lying in a manger. 
Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. See, I love that because Jesus' birth, him coming to earth was being celebrated in heaven and that celebration broke out on earth. And as Christ followers, I wanna tell you, we have something to celebrate at Christmas and it is Jesus. I don't believe as Christ followers, there's room for us to be a Grinch. Now, I understand how Christmas time, the holidays can bring some anxiety. It can bring some, some depression. And, and there can be a lot of baggage that comes with Christmas time. I understand how you can be frustrated, how the advertisers target your kids to the extreme during the holidays. We don't watch a lot of TV at home, but I was watching some TV with my son Amos, and it went to the commercials. And I kid you not, every single commercial, Amos said, Daddy, I need that. I said, son, that's a pillow for girls. I need it. He didn't care. These I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at the advertisers. They are good at what they do. They ramp up during the holidays so that your kids want more, more, more. I also understand during the holidays, there can be some financial pressure sometimes. You want to give gifts and there's parties and there's a lot more financial responsibilities and sometimes you feel the squeeze. I understand. But listen, we could take away all the parties and the traditions and the gifts and all the things of Christmas, but we would still have so much to celebrate because at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus. We always have Jesus coming to celebrate at Christmas time. And Buddy the Elf, he says that we are supposed to treat every day like Christmas. What if the excitement for Jesus at Christmas time was shared every day? How would that impact the people you encounter? The second thing on the code of the elves is there's room for everyone on the nice list. You know how it goes. The, the story goes that Santa is keeping, he's, he's making a list and he's checking it twice and he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice, right? This song came on the radio as we were driving and, and I asked Amos, I said, so Amos, uh, what, what list are you on? He said, oh, the nice list, the nice list, yeah. I said, well, how do you get on the nice list? He said, well, you do nice things. I said, what's the other list? The naughty list, how do you get on the naughty list? You do naughty things. I said, do you do any naughty things? No, 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 no. I said, what about when you put your brother in a headlock? He goes, uh, gave him something to think about. You know, unlike Santa, our prize is not based on good, doing good or nice deeds. God said to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I wanna tell you, God does not have a nice list, but he does have a book of life. And I wanna tell you today that there is room for everyone in the book of life. To have our names written in the book of life, we must have surrendered our lives to Jesus and accept him as our Lord and Savior. 
Now, as I said in this movie, Buddy finds out that his dad is not on the nice list. In fact, his dad's on the naughty list. And Buddy is in shock to learn this news. He is deeply disturbed to find out that his dad is on the naughty list. And so part of Buddy's mission becomes to help his father get on the nice list. We've got a similar mission. Many of us, and we should be, deeply disturbed when we know someone whose name is not written in the book of life. Sometimes there are people we love that have not yet accepted Jesus. And we have to remember that part of our mission is to help others accept Jesus. And that's what God wants to. 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4, it says, God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Now, I know we're talking about sharing our faith with our loved ones, our family, and our friends. And sometimes we can get anxious about that. Sometimes maybe the reason why we don't step out and do that is we don't know how to start the conversation. Maybe we, we, we don't know how to get the ball rolling. I want you to watch this clip. Buddy was sent where the, the special elves work. <laughs> Pastor Adam, how are you going to tie that into sharing your faith? Well, let's give it a shot here. Let's, let's first talk about what's going on. Buddy, he's testing out these jack-in-the-box toys. And if you noticed, he's surprised every single time the jack pops out. And every single time, even at the beginning. Now, he's even more scared when the defective jack-in-the-box pops out at the wrong time. And that's funny. We laugh at that because no adult is scared at the jack-in-the-box when the jack pops out. Why? Because we're adults. We, we've learned the pattern. We, we know the song, you know? Pop goes the weasel. We expect it, right? Can I tell you something about Christmas? Everybody knows Christmas is about Jesus. All the best songs remind us that Christmas is about Jesus. Even your lost family or friends know that Christmas is about Jesus. And just like that jack-in-the-box, they are expecting to hear about him. They know the song. They are waiting for the jack to pop out. In fact, just like the defective jack-in-the-box they might actually be more anxious if you don't talk about Jesus at Christmas time because they're expecting it to happen. And if it doesn't happen, they're disappointed. Can I tell you, I don't know how many stories I have heard where somebody comes to the faith and they said, around the holidays, if my Christian friend invites me to church, I'll go. Thankfully, they made that decision. And now we, we get to hear that story 
but it proves the point that our friends are waiting for us to pop the question. No, not the marriage question. They are waiting for us to pop the Jesus question. And if it doesn't come, they're disappointed. I want you to remember that there is room for everyone in the book of life. So we need to get out there and we need to share Jesus. I wanna talk to you parents just for a moment. You know, sometimes as a parent, as we encourage our kids to share their faith with others, it requires us to do a little bit more work too. Because maybe we have to go and we have to drive and pick up that friend to bring them to church. Maybe we've got to talk to their parents and tell them about church and get it cleared. Can I tell you, help your kids share their faith. Bring them on a Wednesday night. Bring them to church on Sunday. Help them. And one of the ways you can do that is coming up in youth is our New Year's Eve Eve outreach. This is one of the biggest outreaches we do all year long. It's, it's a lot of fun, but we have more students come to this event who have never walked in a church door before than any other event we do all year long. And so it has been a great event because parents have partnered with us and agreed and done the work to bring their students, but also bring their friends and come and they get to hear a gospel presentation and they get an opportunity for their lives to be changed forever. And so I wanna encourage you to continue to partner with us, to do that work, because we believe in youth ministry. We believe that students can be saved and their lives can be transformed forever. So you can find those details on our website. You can sign your child up and you can help your child, your student, bring a friend and sign them up so that they can have an opportunity to hear about Jesus. Please do that. And that's my plug for New Year's Eve because we believe in youth ministry, not because we want a great event with lots of people. No, we want to get a lot of people in heaven, okay? Number three, Code of the Elves is the best way, this you probably know it, this is the most famous one, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. This is the part of the Code of the Elves that comes, it pays off at the climax of the movie. They need more Christmas cheer. And so Jovi, she gets up and she begins to sing. As a matter of fact, just watch it. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. To town, he's making a list, checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, still no sign of Santa, but some spontaneous Christmas caroling has broken out right here in front of Central Park. Let's have a listen in. When you're sleeping, he knows if you're awake. 
Spoiler alert. Now, while I really like Jovi's singing voice in this clip, my favorite part is when Emily Hobbs joins in. Because I don't know if you caught that or not, but she cannot sing well. (laughs) But what does she do? She proudly and loudly joins the song. And then what happens? It encourages Jovi, and she sings even louder. And then Michael, Buddy's half-brother, he joins in. And before you know it, the whole crowd is singing, Santa Claus is coming to town. Why do I love that so much? Well, I can't sing very well either. But I like to sing, and I like to sing loudly. And then this clip, it proves something really important. Having the right spirit behind your song greatly improves its quality. Can I tell you, I've been to churches all over the world and I have seen and heard worship leaders that could not carry a tune in a bucket, but they worshiped from their heart with the right spirit and it was powerful. There were times that I entered into worship that hurt my ears, but lifted up my spirit. Now the elves, they say the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. What what are they really saying? They're encouraging each other to use their voices to lift up songs about Christmas. As Christ followers, we can use our voices to lift up Christ. Sometimes that isn't a song. There are so many great songs to sing at Christmas about Jesus. But you know, sometimes we can use our voices to lift up Jesus in our conversations. Sometimes that's even in our attitude as reflected by the tone in our voices. Now, you may not feel like your, be- your voice is the best voice for the job. Maybe you feel like Emily in this clip, but that doesn't matter. All we have to do is join the song. We share what we have. We share the spirit that God has placed inside of us, God's spirit. And then we spread Christmas cheer. <laughs> 